0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Digital Identity Design Podcast. Welcome. My name is Anastasia. I'm a digital marketer and it is my aim to build intellectual capital, authenticity and purpose for the world around me and for the world around you. Now we're going to be talking about something that affects us all as marketing professionals and it is the unnecessary and uh, at times bloated terminology that we use to confuse and disorient or in a way... You know, mislead uh, that we know what we're doing 100 percent and nobody knows what we're doing 100 percent. And it's the terminology that we really don't need. So one important thing to get out of the way is not every term is as important as the next thing. And if you really just want to get started with marketing and really understanding what the whole process is about, you can get away with just knowing the following terms. Uh, and then from there, you will learn other terms and other terminology coming from that. Uh, and that will be it. So discarded terms uh, such as vertical marketing system or introspection method or multibrand or hybrid product transactions and so on. They're not necessary terms. I mean, they sound like they're cool and you create this false sense of knowledge as a marketer, but it kind of creates this... You know, fakeness. You're not going to fool the more seasoned pro. If you can't explain what a vertical marketing system is, nobody's going to work with you and you're not going to really believe in your own work. So, the following terms are really something that uh, you need to get to grips 100% with. And then from there, we can do all of the following work. So I know this is just episode two of the podcast, but we already have some housekeeping to get through. This is just the second episode, but I've received some comments and it kind of makes sense to change the name of the podcast from Full Stack Marketing to something that is a little less computer science-y. Hence, the name of this podcast is Digital Identity Design and it best reflects some of the messaging behind this podcast, which is that we are using marketing techniques to create your own digital identity online and to claim a piece of your own digital real estate whether it is for yourself, for the brand of you, or for your business. So, with that out of the way and the housekeeping out of the way, let's continue on to the episode and the terminology that we need to really get to grips with what marketing is all about. So, just some quick comments on what I'm going to be talking about. I can I'm basically going to be giving you guys uh, a complete comprehensive list in in my idea and in my sort of theory uh, of what kind of terms you need to no, and get underneath your belt, right? But if I was to sit here and explain what each term means in full uh, with the whole grasp of the whole gravity of the situation, it will take hours. And I know that you don't have the time or the energy. Just give me that information. That's basically what you want from me and I agree. So I'm just gonna be giving you information on where to go next in terms of where you're searching for your information. So now with that out of the way, the first term is marketing. I know. It's quite simple. Basic definitions out of the way. Everybody has their own definition of what marketing is. Some people think about it more as selling or as a brand story. My definition is it is the process of creating a story to sell your product or your service. It's your unique selling point. It's the the brand message that you craft. Well, not even a brand. It's just it's the message that you craft in order to not just blindly go, here, here's my product, you need to say, here, here's my product, this is why you should buy it. So marketing is a process of shaping um, identity in somebody else's mind, so that's my definition. Uh, So you need to get your own definition in mind of what marketing is for you. So the second term is the four P's of the marketing mix, which is product, place, price, and promotion. This term is used everywhere, so the four P's, They kind of mean that you need to figure out what kind of communication you're building with each one of your product offerings, so the product, place, price, and promotion. And that will serve as the basis for what your communications are to your public. Now, there's also a seven P's uh, mix in there. We've added recently uh, people, process, and physical evidence as part of the marketing mix, but I'm sure that you can just search up either the four P's or the seven P's in Google. I mean, it's a unique tool that we have. My goodness, how lucky are we to have Google? So the third one is product life cycle, which is um, you need to know as a manager of your product or your service, where in the process your product lies. Whether it is introduction, growth, maturity or decline, there's a very different way that you handle campaigns and the different communication that you build depending on where you are. Because if you are in the decline of your industry or the decline of your product, you will be crafting your message very, very differently. You won't say, this is the best new thing that is on the market because hello, we all know it's on the decline, right? Okay, so product lifecycle is that one. The next one is segmentation. Segmentation is really the process of uh, you can't sell to everybody. You have to sell to specific audiences. I mean, if you have a laundry product, I'm sure that your uh, communication is going to be very different if you're selling to uh, mothers who have three kids versus if you are selling to uh, blokes who cannot yet wash the laundry. I mean laundry is one of those examples where it's yeah, I know there's better ones out there, but it's you can't sell it to everybody. Or if you say you have a water company, right? You are going to sell to a different personality if you are Fiji water versus if you are just run of the mill water, right? Those are different segments. Your audience is looking for different things from their water. I know, even though it doesn't make sense to me, why on earth would somebody use Fiji water? But don't quote me on that. So, segmentation. Actually, funny thing. Theodore Levitt, he's a genius and the, you know, the father of modern marketing. He says, if you don't think in segments, then you don't think at all. And I think that's quite... Quite good because if you don't think of your audience in different segments of your group, then you're not catering to everybody's uh, unique positioning. So, which leads to the next point, which is positioning. Positioning is the place where your brand occupies in the mind of the consumer and is sort of the distinguishing factors uh, from other products in these same categories. So, for example, a Nissan, like the, the Nissan, the car versus a Tesla has very different positioning in the mind of the consumer. Tesla is more the upper class, very high-end product versus the Nissan, which is for, you know, families and it's a hatchback, you know, it's kind of a boring car. You are not gonna sell a Tesla and a Nissan in the same way. Alright, so that's positioning. Next is differentiation. Why is your product different? Say you have your Nissan, yes, there is a difference between a Nissan and a Tesla, but how is it different from a Kia or an Opel? Um, actually, those are very localized brands. How about a Hyundai? I mean, it's kind of similar. I mean, a Nissan and a Hyundai and they're kind of boring cars, but differentiation is how you make it different, right? So that's that term. The next one is the ADA model, A-I-D-A model, and it is the natural process a customer goes through when you are getting your product. So that starts with awareness, interest, desire, and action. It is a funnel-like model, hence why it's also called a sales funnel, and you get a drop-off rate in each new segment, um, each new step uh, because not everybody desires your product, of course, and a lot of people will drop off because it starts, so it's a reverse triangle, so the tip goes at the bottom and then the top is uh, the, the flat edge, I guess, so with awareness, like everybody knows about this product, then some people get some interest, even less people get desire, and even less people take some action. So that's a quick summary of why you need to know about the ADA model. So the next one is the Keller brand identity model. Oh, sorry, brand equity model. The brand equity model by Keller. First of all, Keller is a brilliant author. Check him out. Uh, He is the modern um, equivalent of the brand marketer, you know, like it's Everything that has to do with brand is Keller. So check them out But it's basically it has six different blocks, but it's pl- split into four different categories and This is not a reverse triangle. It's a normal triangle with the top at the top and at the bottom you have brand identity then you go brand meeting meeting then you go brand response and brand relationships. And the questions that you ask at the very bottom, so brand identity is, who are you? Then you go to brand meaning, what are you? Brand response, meaning what do I think and feel for you as a brand as a, as a consumer to a brand, what do I think and feel about you? And then brand relationships is what about you and me? So that is very important to build for your consumers if they just know about you as a brand they're not going to have that same kind of emotional response as if they had this kind of intense relationship what about you and me what are we going to build together because a lot of people associate themselves with their brand so i think there's there's no don't quote me on this again i'm just saying this off the top uh i think there's some sort of statistic like 90 percent of your choices as a consumer are made by your brand perception Something like that. If it's not 90, then it's a very high percentage. But we make a surprisingly big amount of purchases based on brand identity by itself. So that's the term of the Carol Keller brand equity model. Next is a SWOT analysis. Everybody's come through with this. But um, I say I was warned when we came across a, a SWOT analysis is that you need to... Mm, properly ask questions on what your strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats are because if you just say oh my weakness is i'm a bad planner that's not a great weakness uh i'm as an apologies uh it's not it's a great weakness yes of course you should probably be a better planner but it's not actionable therefore your SWOT analysis is going to be incomplete so google that SWOT analysis and then next is your USP USP stands for Unique Selling Proposition. So unique selling proposition is a specific benefit that makes you different from all of the other competition and can deliver your message more effectively across all of your communications. So if your competition um, can, de- can deliver your message, um, the same way that you are, then nothing makes you different. And if you fail to communicate your USP, then you fail to, quote unquote, sell somebody on your brand or even on yourself. So every person needs to have their own USP, which is actually kind of fun because stay tuned until the end of the episode because I have a question for you to think about until the next episode. So that's USP for you. The next term is ROI, return on investments. Now, don't confuse this with R-O-M-I, ROI is return on investments, R-O-M-I is return on marketing investments. One of them is a metric in terms of marketing investments and the other one is about measuring all of your advertising investments. So by calculating your Romi, R-O-M-I, it's a tough business because it's a business analytics task and it requires a lot of data. Uh, versus if you go into ROI, it's what you superficially get back from your advertising spending. So that's ROI for you. And the next one is A slash B testing, which is just colloquially, it's just A-B testing. And it's the process of putting two campaigns uh, out there online and just seeing which one performs better. So you have uh, both of them running at the same time and you see... Mm, which one is getting a better response, whether it's A or B, and then you make choices from that. Sometimes the the difference in the campaigns is like, maybe they use a green color versus a red color to signify that you need to buy this product right now. And it actually makes a really big difference in how you are being perceived. So that's A-B testing. And then the next one is marketing analytics, uh, which is purely data. I mean, if you're selling cookies or you're selling cars, you need data to know, like, Where is your audience going? Um, There exists so many techniques in measuring your marketing analytics and interpreting it. I mean, we use Google Analytics for everything. Uh, Like if your website does not have Google Analytics, what are you doing? But a lot of new marketers don't quite understand what it means to measure. And to measure and to use like marketing analytics is really to measure point A, aka where you began your work. And point B is where is your work going? Like where are we right now? And basically, if you don't track, you're doomed. You need to track your analytics. Absolutely. The next one is conversion rate. Uh, and it is the amount of people um, in percentage terms which complete a desired action or your goal, which you wanted them to do on your website. So each website is funny thing if you're just a normal person, right? I didn't know just how much everything was tracked when I visited a website. So if I phone in a company, most likely they have call tracking. So that phone number that I get from that website is, I can, they, I as a consumer can only see it on that website. So if you search Google, it will show a different website. Um, and that's called call tracking, which is a completely different thing, right? But if I perform a phone, like a phone call from that website, that is a goal that they have achieved as, as the website. Um, And therefore, that is a conversion rate. So, for example, 100 people came onto the website and five people phoned in. So that's your conversion rate, 5%, right? Or another example, maybe not on phone call terms, um, maybe five people clicked on a price list. So that's also a 5% conversion rate, right? So a conversion rate is a percentage term of a desired action completed. So, yeah, that's it. Now, finally, I have a bonus in here. So these have all been the terms. These have all been the terms that we all need to know and get uh, behind. But really, the last thing that we need to sort of align in our own minds is what is the marketing process? So the marketing process is an ongoing cycle between three different processes. Number one is hypothesis formulation. Number two is hypothesis testing, and three is hypothesis interpretation. So, as marketers, we make constant assumptions. Uh, for example, if we change the way these Instagram photos look, like we have more people in the photos rather than just plain text, then we assume, or we have a hypothesis that will it would lead to a 20% increase. Um, so we will. Okay, let's, let's take away the 20%. Then we will have a higher like count on the photos, uh, which leads to more followers, which leads to more click throughs to the website. So click throughs, I think you can get the hang of it. Um, it just means like we clicked through, right? And this process of constantly having a hypothesis then we test it then we interpret it and we go back and forth back and forth and around around in a circle that is what the marketing process is now if it sounds a little bit tedious no it's not it's a great process because you mean it means that you get to monitor exactly where you're going exactly what you're doing right now um, which means that you never actually make any mistakes so what really mm, distinguishes a great marketer from a mediocre one is how often do you Uh, interpret your hypothesis so how quickly does this process go around and that is sort of what we get to yeah that's it guys we got here here's the end of the episode i guess um actually we have well i have some questions for you today um and because this podcast is really going to be about uh digital brand building and building your own digital real estate. Uh I have a question for you. What is your USP as a person? How is your brand as a person or, you know, as a company depending on who's listening to this, right? How is your brand different from others? Really, it's quite a simple question. What is your USP? For me, I have this podcast. It's a simple one, right? But if I'm working with a new client, I can actually say, look, I have my own podcast. Do you want to listen to this? That is my USP. I have my own unique selling proposition. That's it, right? But if you want to have some help in getting to know what your USP is, I will actually have some of this kind of uh, information on my own website, right? So here's the plug. Here's where I go. You need to go to the website and check it out from there. But you're right. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. So just as something to end you on, this has been the Digital Identity Design podcast and I am here to help you carve out a piece of your own digital real estate for yourself and for your business. Once again, my name is Anastasia and it has been a pleasure being with you here today. And if you would like to stay in touch with me and uh, perhaps witness some other of my escapes, maybe not uh, just on marketing, then please stay tuned on my Instagram, Anastasia Anatoly, or on YouTube with the same name because that's my name. Or on the website, AnastasiaAnatoly.com, which is, again, my name. Uh, And on the website, I'm going to be putting a couple of maybe PDFs uh, with some information that might be helpful to you. Maybe if you're starting marketing or you're a business that is uh, in the process of maybe hiring somebody in the marketing department or you just have some, you know, general marketing knowledge that you would like to acquire. So I'll have that information uh, in the podcast notes and on the website available to you from me today. So once again, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And for now, this has been Digital Identity Design